Uh, who are you? ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Presented by Zeta Jewelers. KFNC and KFNC HD2 Mont Bellevue, Houston. This is Moneyline. This is Moneyline. Touchdown! This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Yeah, we made it. You just talk. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Lights, camera, action. Hello, world! Welcome back! Yeah, that's right. The squad is in studio. We're unaccounted for because that's the statistician. That's my partner in grind. That's at Josh Jordan 97.5 on Twitter. Josh Jordan. Man, what's going on, Jerry? It's It's been a minute since we've done this thing, right? I feel like we hardly even know each other. We have to get reacquainted to one another. And we have a lot of news to drop on you because Texans camp. The, the quarterbacks are having a report, and we're going to get just to that. We're going to get to the phone lines because we have so many comments to get to over the last few weeks. People thought we were dead. People thought I got – somebody said, were you deported? <laughs> I said, I hope I hope that I'm not on my way to getting thrown out of this country. Well, you've been in Twitter jail, it seems like, forever. I'm still in Twitter jail. Send soups. We got so much to get to behind the glass, though. That's what we're going to do. My man, Aaron Raybould from the Blitz is going to keep us in line. What's going on, Aaron? What's up, guys? Good, good morning. To see you. It's good to see you, brother. We, uh, we as soon as we walked in, we we're like, "Who do we? Oh, we got Aaron." And I knew because I had uh, wrote you, but uh, he was like, "Man, I, I'm glad our first day back, we got Aaron." No doubt. Hey, it's it's uh, the wheels are greased. We're ready to go off the about what three weeks now since we've talked to you guys. Yeah, it feels like so much has changed. You know, so much has changed. But when we're gonna open up this show with what's 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 on the news right now? Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six as being reported by Ian Rappaport. And if you go to Twitter, as soon as I saw Deshaun Watson trending, you're like, oh, my God, here we go. What's going on? Who'd he touch now? Allegedly. (laughs) We're starting like that. Again, the phone lines are open for you. We want to know your thoughts because quarterbacks need to report today to training camp. Deshaun Watson is expected to report. Dun, dun, dun. Hide your your massage tables and your daughters. Like, just put everything away because. Allegedly. (laughs) Where do we go from here? Because what we do know is that he saves himself $50,000 a, a day. And before, whenever in, in the old days, in the, in the historic days of holdouts, you could get that money back. The team didn't have to. They'd tap you in the back like, you know what? Come September, you know what? Thanks for showing up. Mm-hmm. Keep your money. Well, with the new CBA that got put into play last season, you can't do that anymore. So he would be responsible for that fifty k a day. How much does that play into the decision of showing up? What do you think is going on here, Joe? He's getting his money. That's it. He's got to show up to get his money. That's what he's doing. That's what I would do. And it's that simple. It doesn't necessarily mean he's going to play. You know, he still said he doesn't want to play for the Texans. That hasn't changed. That was part of Rappaport's report as well. So he's showing up. He's collecting his money. And we talked about it before the show. We'll see if a, a mysterious hamstring occurs to where he's not really going to play but he shows up and he gets his money 
But on the other hand, we've seen reports this week. He liked that tweet. You know, some fantasy football person reached out to him, said, hey, like this tweet. If you're going to play this year, Deshaun liked it. You know, read into that whatever you want. But this is the smart move. You show up, you get your money, and you worry about everything after that. That was the other thing they talked about is that it was uh, Mike Garofolo from NFL Network said that the NFL has no plans on putting him on the exempt list right now because games are so far away. So they're going to let the Texans and Deshaun handle this. They're not going to get in the middle of it. So it's not going to be on Goodell to make that choice, although that not right now. we were hoping that throughout this offseason he would make that choice so we could get some clarity. Yep. But if they're putting it back to the Texans, this is turning into a circus because at which point, what's in the best interest of the Texans? Because we're already past the, if you make a deal right now, it, 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 it helps your team for this year. What, what's the benefit of making that move right now? What does it do other than what it creates inside that locker room? What do you think the feeling is in the locker room? Do you think it's, it's, it's still behind him because he makes the team better, obviously? Or is it kind of divided like guys that have daughters in there? Do you think some people are kind of like shied away from him? Like, how is it in that locker room? Do you think nothing changes? He just walks in like normal high five and everything. What is the first time that he does need a real massage? And he's like, all right. <laughs> Who's it going to be? Not a joke, I promise. Yeah, like really, I'm feeling a <laughs> yeah. little tightness in this area. Yeah. You know how comfortable is that? Well, not only that, you got to remember it was what six months ago, five months ago, that he went public and said, "I don't ever want to play with this team. I don't care about these guys. That yep. you know what? I was their leader. I don't care about them. Screw that. I'm about me." Now, how awkward is that? How awkward is it when you throw literally throw a can of gas inside your locker room, light it on fire, walk out thinking, "I'll never be back." And then you have to walk back into that locker room going, Hi, guys. What's up? Remember me? It's so weird. I, hey, guys, I know what I said was bad. Guess what? I brought breakfast tacos. Yeah. We good? <laughs> We're we good. Got, we good? Ian Rappaport's tweet read like this, and this is what's funny because quarterbacks are reporting today in Houston. Deshaun Watson is expected to be among them, source said. He's showing up for testing to begin entering to training camp. However, Watson's stance about the organization and desire to be traded remains unchanged. So everyone knows that's not – what are you doing here? As a Texans fan, I want to hear from you. 713-703-776. If he's not going to be here, get out of the way. We, You need these other quarterbacks to get their reps. Like, What is the advantage of him having him here other than hoping a prayer that somehow he changes his mind and somehow that through all of this he ends up still being on the Houston Texans? Like, you got to get out, out of your mind. Texans fan, you got to – if you're, if you're worried about – What's best for the organization at this point is for him to let these other guys get reps, for them to figure out where they're going, for for him to keep his his trade stock as, as I guess as high as it can be, his value, and and we'll go from there. But as far as anything else, I don't think there's anything to be said. There's what is there to say? Well, Ian Rappaport was on the other day, and he who oh he's on the Pat McAfee show, and he talked about it, and he said. Even right now, teams would still trade for Deshaun Watson, yeah. e- even without the legal issues being resolved, which really surprised Pat McAfee because he's like, why would you trade for him right now if, if you don't know how this is going to play out and you have to deal with the suspensions and, and it's the unknown? What if some of these become criminal cases and, and HPD picks up the cases? And he responded by saying these teams, they see Deshaun Watson as a 12-year investment. If he misses part of this year, okay. You know, that's just one little piece of the puzzle. If you're investing in this guy for 12 years, if he gets suspended part of 2021, that's just, 
that's one small little fraction of that career, and they're willing to deal with that. But he also said what the Texans get in return for him will be less because it's unknown, right? You don't know about the suspension. You don't know if these cases, if he ends up being guilty, innocent. So what he thinks is going to happen is the Texans are going to are going to hold off because they're going to want to get max value for Deshaun. So I don't think anything's going to happen soon. I really still think there's going to be a trade sometime near the draft next year. That would be to the advantage of the Texans. Yes. If the Texans hold their cards and, and play that hand the right way into their benefit, I know it hurts Texans fan right now because you, you've always wanted what's best for Deshaun because you thought he was here for life. Let's, let's, let's be real about that. When he signed that paper and you watched him cry, you thought he was here for life. Now, all of a sudden, that things are in, in doubt, you start thinking, well, what is life after Deshaun for a Texans fan? It's back to those years where you remember the struggle. And all you always told yourself many times is, if I just had a damn quarterback. Yeah. And then when you got him, that's why the attachment, like I'm looking right now on the TV, they're talking about the – this is big news because, yep. like like Josh said, there is there are teams out there right now, organizations that would – we heard the Eagles from a sideline reporter, someone that has some intel. They said that shouldn't even have spoke as much as they did. Well, now all of a sudden it comes out that the Eagles are after them and, and they're willing to give up two first-rounders, which I believe they have next season. Yeah, they have a, they have a lot of picks. And they have that Carson Wentz uh, trade piece that for trading him that could be it could become a first-round pick depending on how he performs this year. So the Eagles are the team to target because they've got a lot of draft capital. That That's who they should be talking to, and, they, and they're interested. So we'll see, but I don't think it's going to happen. What's interesting, Jerry, is do you think – I know Nick Casario is kind of a pragmatic dude. He's going to want to get the best value for Deshaun, right? But do you think maybe Easterby and or Cal McNair steps in and says, just take the two first-round picks, get them out of here. We don't want to deal with this. I mean, we've you just pointed to it. It's already on ESPN. It's That's what they're talking about. Are they just – will they take less for Deshaun just to make this go away? I don't think Casario will because he seems like a robot to me. But Easterby and or Cal McNair, just from a, a – you know, they don't want the attention anymore. Maybe they tell Casario – Take the best you can and let's move on. You just can't do that, though. And it can happen. Don't get me wrong. But but as a city, going through what you just went through with James Harden, and it got to a point, remember, he didn't even show up. Then then, then you found out he was out there partying. Vegas came out with COVID. Then he shows up and he's talking mess inside. the. T- you cannot make the same mistake, though, and overreact th- to a, 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 franchise, a generational-type talent like you had in Harden. Now you have one with Watson. You have to play this carefully. Luckily, the cards are in your hand, though. The CBA plays to your hand. Yeah, Everything plays to your advantage other than that you lost some of what he was worth months ago whenever he requested a trade. That's the only thing that's changed. If the Texans decide to do that, which knowing the way they are, they would do that and take a step back as an organization rather than say, you know what, we'll deal with that, but we're not going to give them away. This is a generational talent. Same thing happened with the Rockets. Look what happened. Where are you at now? Are you are you happy with what happened? Do you think where are the Rockets going now in the future? Like you, it's still so many questions. Yeah, you have picks. Yeah, you have, I guess, outlook that maybe things will change, but. Still, for a generational talent like for a generational talent like Deshaun, you have to make sure you play your cards right. Eagles, two first round picks yep. next season, two second round picks. If you trade him now, though, 
you essentially are making that team better. You're making the Eagles better, essentially making the draft picks worse. So why trade him now? If you, if the Eagles want him now, they're going to want him later unless Hurts comes out to be some some. I mean, he has to be over exceed expectations. They're still going to want him later. Wait till they're they are who they're supposed to be, the worst team in that division with a less pick. Because if you go to give them Watson and then they however make another move, and all of a sudden they're contending for the division, you know, whatever the case is, you want them to 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 have a, a be a bad team. You get that pick timing. Yeah, and it's about your expectations. You know, will the Eagles give you what you think Deshaun is worth? You know, two or three top picks. What is he worth to you right now? I would do it for three first-rounders. You know, I would do that deal. And you got to remember with the Eagles, they don't mind dealing with this controversy as much. They signed Michael Vick, Jerry. You know what I mean? After getting out of prison. like that, we'll, that's, we'll take him. Yeah, I mean, just think about it. They, they rolled the dice on Mike Vick. They're going to... Deshaun, that that doesn't seem like as big a deal. He's not out there murdering things. You know what I mean? It's still terrible, allegedly, whatever Deshaun did. But the Michael Vick controversy, that was – now it doesn't seem like a big deal. But back then, it was a huge deal. You remember that. It was Michael Vick on ESPN 24-7. They have so much draft capital. Like I said, two first-round picks. One actually from the Dolphins and then their own. Then they got the the two second round picks, one from the via Carson Wentz. And trade. that could become a one if I think Carson Wentz has to play like 70% of the games or something like that. And think about that. Then they still have their third, fourth, two fifths, six. So even if they were to trade the front end of that, they still have the, the those mid-round picks where that's where drafts are really won. You know what you're getting up top, but those middle rounds is where you can really win. And they still have Jalen Hurts, too. They could deal him if they, if they trade for Deshaun. Somebody will take Somebody him. might roll the dice on him, and maybe you get a second-round pick for him. Or you use Hurts with Watson, and you use a kind of like a, a like a Taysom Hill type. You, yeah. you know, you're telling me Hurts can't throw the ball. He can make moves. He can run the ball. Now you have a, a really, really aggressive scheme that you can throw to people that will be hard to and a great insurance policy if Deshaun gets suspended, right? Now, I did hear uh, Lombardi, He, uh, Mike Lombardi, he said uh, that he believes that if the, the, the Eagles get Deshaun Watson, they're automatic contenders and they're, they're, they're Super Bowl. And I'm thinking, I mean, he did only win four games. You know, with the tech, like, let's not let's not get our head out of ourselves. There's a lot of holes on that Eagles team. But that division is not good. And that's what he says. But it, it's more up for grabs. I don't think he immediately makes him a contender. But he, yeah, of course, he makes him better. And he has Devontae Smith to throw to now. Arguably the best college receiver ever. You know, uh, it was Lance Sirline from our morning show reported. And we'll get to break real quick here. He reported that Deshaun wasn't real excited about the Eagles early on in the process before all the massage stuff came out. But now, seeing that they got Devontae Smith and they added some weapons, Deshaun might have changed his mind. Hopefully we can change your mind if we suck this first segment, right? If you say, these guys are terrible, get them off the radio. We're about to change your mind because we're going to lighten it up. The Astros, we're going to talk that. A little bit of baseball next. This is ESPN 97.5. Real Fun Sports. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. 
Oh, yeah, we're back in studio. That's Josh Jordan. That's Aaron Raybould. And I'm just Jerry Bonos with S because I'm still in Twitter, Joe. But I'm happy to be out of, on, on good behavior. The warden said, get out there. Make some smiles. Go make some, crack some jokes. Do something with yourself. We're tired of seeing you in here. Hopefully they lift these restrictions. Again, I've, I've, I've always posted. I've always posted. People were like, man, why the hell did you post that? About? And I'm, dude, I've always posted clips. That's what I do. All of a sudden, just one clip, and it was the one where the Hungarian soccer player hit the water bottle and it almost hit the lady. Well, apparently that messed with someone. Someone didn't like the the fact that it almost hurt a woman, and then that and this person happens to be in England. Like, like, what am I supposed to do? I mean, don't get me wrong. Whenever I get back, I'm guess I'm done with videos. But for yeah. now, I'm on good behavior. Uh, shout out to everyone sending soups. I appreciate it. I see y'all. I see y'all playing outside every once in a while. My my account still gets tagged, and I can see people t- uh, quoting on it and talking about where the hell is Jerry and whatnot. But I guess I'm just gonna have to do with what I got now. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. If you haven't heard already, we uh, came into the show t- talking about when Deshaun Watson showing up is expected to show up to check Texans training camp, as are the other quarterbacks. Many uh, throwing out the dollar signs attached with 50000 saying that maybe that's the only reason. Yeah. Josh has a few good theories of how this plays out. Texans fan, I want to know from you, has your stance changed? What? How do you feel? Do you Are you, are you just past it like, hey, let the other guys get their reps, get out of here? Uh, these tickets aren't going to pay themselves. <laughs> I told you, I said, Go to Facebook and just type in Texans tickets, and you see the same thing over and over. Selling my tickets. Now I'm seeing under face value. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, now they're doing deals. You know, like like they're doing like little game packs, the Texans are. They've never had to do stuff before. Ever. No. It, just trying to get people there. And then they did the dumb thing where they tried to make people buy season tickets to offer them exclusive opportunities to go to training camp and to watch practices. Like, they are missing the mark so bad. You know, John Granado talks about it all the time. People that are season ticket holders are the people that have money. They show up to the Astros game in the third inning and leave in the seventh inning, and they show up to Rockets games in the second quarter. They don't show up at eight in the morning to hundred degree practices. You know, during during the summer, that's not what they do. Unless you're that guy. Remember that story I told you? That guy that passed out on me on training camp. <laughs> yeah. I'll never forget that. He had a heat stroke. Yes, guy showed up to training camp in in this kind of weather, and he had long sleeves. He he had he was buttoned up. With the slacks, all of a sudden, I'm sitting there watching training camp, and, and someone hits me in my back. It was a thump, and I'm thinking, man, who the hell hit me? Like It felt like a punch. Well, no, it was a guy that passed out on me. <laughs> he, he literally just passes out. Boom, that was his head that hit me in the back, at which point he falls down on the turf, and then everyone thinks he's related to me or whatever the case is, and everyone's like, what are his medical? Give me his. And I'm like, I don't even know this guy. Someone's like. Take off his shirt. I'm like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. So, I, I, you know, he's having a heat stroke. So I start unbuttoning his shirt, at which point he snaps too. I'm like on button number three trying to save his life. He snaps too, and he looks at me, and he's like, who the hell are you? And he grabs me and like, buy me a drink first. Yeah, yeah. Every, I, at that point, I just snuck out through the crowd like, this is too much. Let me get back to my reporting, which I had none of. Yeah. <laughs> just Except for that. The, 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 reporting live, that's all I had. But – Let's switch over. Let's let's lighten it up a little bit because you know we love those Astros. Mm-hmm. Whether whether they hate them, hate us outside this city, whatever the case is. Whenever I talk about the Astros, I talk about we. 
I feel like people say, man, are you are you out there in a uniform uh, hitting home runs or, you know, are you out there pitching? No, but I'm out here defending. That's what you have to do being an Astros fan. You you feel like you have to. Have, now it's getting so easy to defend, though, because you just throw up stats like, come, all right, well, you're telling me that they're, you know, you just throw up like you're telling me that they're just still cheating. I mean, look at the. That's, it, it yeah, hurts. that's their response. Though. It oh, hurts. still cheating. Something. It hurts. Like, uh-huh. that's all I do now. It hurts. Like, it's, it's, it's a point where, okay, well, I'll swallow the pill. But now, as we get into other teams cheating and whatnot, I feel like this season, and I mean, they've had success every year since. They've made their runs. But I feel like this season, with what we've talked about, we don't know the direction, what's going to happen next year. We don't know what happens with Korea. We, we, we don't know what happens with some of these arms. We, there's a lot of questions, right? Yeah. This is the season that we call all-in. We talk about getting another arm in there that we always we've been knowing that since since day one since opening day we knew that where they are right now though last we spoke we were all Team Valdez yep and I'm not saying that that's changed at all he's struggled a little bit and that's where we're gonna start seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six I know we were. We were unanimous decision. Even the listeners, callers, everyone that Twitch, everyone, yeah. Dr. Dre, everyone said he's he's the one. Aaron too. He was on that oh, show yeah, with Aaron. us. Aaron was all on the Fromber train with all of us. And uh he he he's been good, not great lately. And it's How gonna happen. Yeah. And it's gonna happen. He was the way he was pitching at first. And don't get me wrong, yesterday, let's just start yesterday. The pitch the the walks. Okay. Whenever yeah. you're walking someone like that and, and it ended up working out for him, we're gonna get to, I mean, he ended up going into he was had the no no going, but still, whenever you walk for the first seven batters, we're just lucky. It's the Rangers. Yeah, and he was getting squeezed a little bit, I thought too, by the umpire. He was, he was. But now, whenever you hear Dusty come out and say it's a mechanical flaw in which he isn't able to repeat the delivery, that's what they're working on. That's exactly the words he used. So check it out: mechanical flaw in which Val- Valdez isn't able to repeat his delivery. Is what they're working on, and that's with Brent Strom and Josh Miller. They're working on just that. So it's not a matter of anything else other than he needs to be able to repeat that same. It's it's not consistent the exact same way. How do you fix that? It's like a golf swing, right? Like sometimes it's it's going well, and sometimes you struggle and you fight it a little bit. It's hard to repeat your delivery perfectly every time. That's why there's only so many professional baseball players in the world is it's not easy so it's you know gonna be some but he has the best pitching coach i think in the world so i i think eventually you know they'll get it together he needs to get it together though over the last 28 and one-third innings that's his last five starts he's walked 21 batters 21 batters in 28 and one-third innings you can't have success like that no and when the playoffs come around you can't screw around and be walking that many. People. And with that bullpen, yeah, a big a big thing that we threw on his resume that we liked that 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 bolstered him into us talking to him about him as an ace and trusting him, saying, you know what, I don't care, throw him as an ace, was his ability to go long in games. Yeah, if he's walking guys now. Yesterday, if you just look at the box score, he ended up catching up to it because he had like a six pitch inning, I think, in the fifth, mm-hmm. and then it caught back up in the sixth. So it kind of washes it. If you don't watch it, you just look at the box score. You're like, well, I mean, it wasn't that bad. 99 pitches, yep. I believe. But if you really look at it again, during that time that he was doing well, he only walked nine 
in 38 and one third. Nine and 38 and one third, whenever he came off to that start, whenever we were talking how great he was and not taking anything away, now he's walking over double that in 10 less innings. He is. And you can get away with that against the Rangers, but when you're playing better teams, it's trouble. Yeah, that's trouble. Do you, as of right now, and I'm not saying that any of this should change anything, but do you at least say, you know what, maybe we don't have to throw him as a one. I know that we wanted, we, we, we spoke about it, but do you just say, if he's going to have up and downs, I know Grinky has his up and downs as well. Like, do you trust in a, in a short series, the opening game, are you going maybe back to Grinky? Are you rethinking things a little bit and saying, you know what, let, let, me, let me hold off and see how this season plays out before I just go and throw a one up there I'm from? I'm going to kind of surprise you and – I feel like maybe McCullers is and that's the guy the, I trust the most. I was going to you know? say that, too. Yeah. He's starting to play his way back in this. How do you feel, Aaron? Are you still Valdez 1, or do you say, hey, all right, let's take a step back for real and figure this out? I mean, if the playoffs start right now, I'm probably going McCullers. But yeah. luckily, there's still almost half a season left. They've got a lot of time to figure out, okay, which guys are going to actually be consistent. Because Fromber takes a couple days off. Keeps working with Strom. Who knows? In two starts, he might go back to lights out. That's what? Two starts is what? Two weeks? Three weeks down the road. At the same time, you can have a guy like McCullers who melts down over the next two weeks. You could have Luis Garcia step up even more than what he had. So I think the one thing that's great for them right now is that they have so much time for Dusty and Strom to look at it and go, okay, this is where it is right now if we start the playoffs. Let's start moving and just have all their names on a board and you just start moving them up and down based on how they do over the next few starts, and you start looking at consistency, who's actually doing what they need to do, and who's going out there, and because all these guys don't pitch a whole lot of number of innings lately, you have to start looking at who's getting everybody out with efficiency. Who's not using 120 pitches to get through five innings, to get through six innings? Even if it's scoreless ball, you're throwing 95 pitches, 100 pitches in five innings. That's not efficient. You want efficiency. (laughs) You want to make sure that you're not going to go and take the guy that you trust, quote-unquote, and go, okay, game one of a series, get out there, start it. And his arm just falls off and gives up six runs in two innings. Yeah, you can't have that. And digs you a hole. And McCullers is one of those guys that can be kind of off, you know, and walk a lot of guys early in the game. Yeah, he's, you know, he's real kind of hot or cold. But the reason why we love Fromber so much was, A, the postseason last year, right? He was very good. And then I have his stats in front of him. His first seven games... That he pitched his first seven starts, he didn't give up more than three runs. I mean, he was off to, I mean, his ERA was like in the ones. That's why we were saying that. Like, you know, he was on pace to to have a, a Cy Young type season, you know, if you throw out that he had missed some starts, you know, with the injury early on. So, you know, we were on it. The postseason was great. His first seven starts, he was incredible. But here's the thing then after that, you know, five walks, six walks, two walks, six walks. It, it's the. He's got to be more accurate. It's that delivery, Jerry. He's He's got to get that locked in. He's got to get that right. If Dusty comes out and says that straight up after a game that he had that many walks in a game that we for, we're going to forget about the no-no. Like, we're going to forget that, yeah. that we're going to forget that they put in pork, pork Ryan Stanick. You know, you're like, all right, there goes that. You know, yeah. you know what's about to happen. They put in pork Ryan. That's all I call. Every time I'm like, here he comes. You know, he reminds me of Kenny Powers. Dude. Exactly. You know? <laughs> he's, he, 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 to me, I look, he looks like he's he not smells. chubby enough. Yeah, that's true. Like he's not cool enough either. Yeah. You know, he's not just not he's not cool in my book just yet. 
But again, this is where we are every week that we we only get to talk to you guys once a week. Now it's been a it's been a layoff. I feel good as far as where they're at. You always want a team to have depth. That's cool. But when it comes to pitching, you have to have trust. And and we need to develop that trust with whoever it's going to be to to be that number one. And, and right now we have a lot of questions because before it was from or is it or is it uh uh my mind went blank. Uh, what, McCullers or Grinky? Grinky, I'm sorry, Grinky. Or and then all of a sudden now McCullers is showing. You yeah. know, hey, hey, don't forget about me. What if they trade for somebody? We've heard them being interested in a really dominant starting pitcher. We Does can his get name to that. Star- uh, rhyme with sex? <laughs> Actually, no. It's uh, yeah, it is. I I didn't want to. Throw everybody off with the tease, but we can get to that on the other side. There's actually a new development with that, by the way. We'll get to that. We'll get to your phone calls. Go ahead and hit us up. Let's talk a little bit about sports. I got some gambling to do. We're talking Gold Cup, 713-780-3776, Moneyline, ESPN, 97.5. Tell them the story. Tell them the truth as it to me. This is Heisman Trophy winner Troy Smith, and you're listening to ESPN 97.5. Go Bucks. is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back. You know what time it is. It's time for Moneyline. Shout out to everyone on Twitch hanging out. We got Titan Hugo in the house. We got my man Alex, Dr. Dre, Chuck D just checking in. Everyone's laughing. We had a talk over here at at twitch.tv backslash ESPN 97.5 during break. Come and hang out with us. We're talking about uh, how how Tyler is, is just so gangster with, with chugging. He, make, he makes chugging a four loco look like someone's chugging a, you know, a Coors Light or something. And then you, we started looking at what's in a four loco. And, you know, not only the caffeine, the sugar, and, the, you know, they, some of them go up to 14%. Yep. Then I start thinking, well, what's the equivalent in my time? And first thing that comes to mind is that Mad Dog. Mad Dog. You go back to Mad Dog when I was growing up, the great flavor to be exact, and they were cheap. When you get your hands on one of them bad boys, you'd approach it too fast. Let's say you you, you come in sprinting, and when that thing hits your stomach, if you got if you got brave and you and you decided to drink those all night, you felt it the next day. You told yourself, "I'm never." How many times have you're listening out there? Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Have you woke up and said, "I'm never drinking Mad Dog ever again"? I know I've said it many times. Yeah, and it, I probably haven't had it, and I can't remember the. I was in high school probably the last time I had it, and we were talking too. You know, the 40s back then, the Mickey's and the the old E and the, the Hurricane and all that stuff, and. You know, you drank what you could get your hands on back then. <laughs> you knew what kind of party it was going to be by the type of beer because yes. if you showed up and there was a keg of Bud Ice. Oh, you it was on. You remember the Bud Ice keg? Or the, be like, the Miller Ice House? Yeah, 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 yeah. Same, yeah. You knew right away. You're like, dang, y'all boys got a Bud Ice? Uh-huh. Like, someone's going to jail tonight. Yep. Like, y'all, someone's fighting someone. Like, you, if you're listening right now, I know it's touching your, your heart, those old memories. You're thinking... Yeah, I remember that. Or you knew when someone was broke because then once I saw a Keystone keg. Yeah. And you're like, times are rough up in here. Yeah, Miller yeah. High Life. Like, all right, it's beer, I Time, guess. Times are rough. Yeah. yeah, you always knew. During high school, though, you always there was always the, the, that dude that had the kegs. 
Like yep. for whatever reason, the he guy had that owned his own keg shell. shell. Yes, but then you always had the dude that had the pumps. And yes, he, and he thought he was special on his own. Like, hey, I'm not, I'm not paying for the cup. Uh huh. Like he he showed up with authority. I like, drink for free. I I brought the pump. Or he'll take the the pump off. Like, oh, I'll take this pump yeah. off and go home. You're thinking, or he goes home before the keg, and you're like, bro, you got to leave the pump. Dude, come on, we'll get it back to you. And then you give Maybe. it back to him broke. <laughs> yeah, like at that time, that always like happens. these are old stories that you clearly remember, right? I mean, hey, it, it just. Ooh, Red Dog. Yeah. Dr. Dre with the Red Dog. Red just, Dog, man. Just, I'm, I feel Red like dog. I just, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember those Dang, commercials. I remember those yeah. commercials. You're bringing me back. And you just knew what kind of party you were getting yourself into when you when you showed up at such gatherings. No doubt about it, man. That takes me back. 713-780-3776. Let's move gears a little bit right here because last we spoke, Aaron Rodgers, we, I feel like we don't know anything new. But I feel like we are much more closer to clarity of that situation than we are with Watson. Why? Because training camp's coming. And why? Because today is, tonight, as a matter of fact, is is a meeting between the shareholders of the Packers, of the Green Bay Packers. And supposedly that's going to be a very uncomfortable uh, ceremony, let's say. Usually at this time of year, it's a, it's a, it's a good thing. You know, let's go Packers. Right now, it's like, what's going to happen? Is there going to be booze for, for what, uh, Mr. Murphy? Um, what's going to happen? I'm not sure, but all I know is from the gambling landscape, the books, most of them have taken Green Bay straight up off the board. You can't even bet Green Bay no more. Some are using the word retirement. Yeah. What's going on? Aaron's got options, right? In, I think part of me, he likes dragging this out just to make them look bad. Yeah. You know, he, he's, he's got some of that jerk in him, and I think he's using that right now. It, it's interesting. You saw Devontae Adams, they broke off contract negotiations, right? So, you know, I wonder if Devontae Adams knows something we don't. At least Devontae's probably thinking, I don't know for sure Aaron's going to be here, so I'm going to hold up. Well, what do you make about the post that Devontae Adams and Rogers posted? They post the picture of the Jordan's last dance. After all the after the talks fall off, that's cryptic. If you, I hate these quarterbacks. Now, this is what social media has allowed these quarterbacks to do, and athletes. That's why we give so much like respect of Jordan and all that. And Jordan was petty himself. If we would have had Jordan in a Twitter lifestyle, we would have seen a different light of him because he would have been on his boom, boom, boom on his Twitch, on his on his Twitter. I'm sorry, on his social media, whatever the case. That's why you got to respect someone. And, and 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 I guess LeBron has fallen off as of late because he's gotten more into that, but he never gets in trouble. Anyways, in this light, particularly, what does this mean? Because we went on Watson for giving rap lyrics. All of a sudden, okay, we understand Rogers, but now you're looking at Devonta Adams like you too. You want to go play with the? You want to go play with the bad kids out here? What does that mean? Him posting? What can that mean? Him posting the last dance? Did we have our last dance? Is that what he insinuating? Or, or is, is he, it coming up? Right? Or is it coming up? Yeah. Or or is it going back to the? Um, comment that Aaron Rodgers made about the GM saying that he was like Jerry Krause of the of the of the Bulls. Ooh, that's interesting. You know, that came to my mind cuz I'm like is it where? But why are we wondering this? Like why are we having to go through this with with 
with these quarterbacks, I guess because quarterbacks can be divas, but you don't want it. Like you don't want to look at it in that light. Look at Tom Brady; he figured it out. He went some way. When you when you got rid of uh, when you think of Peyton Manning, yeah, he didn't end on the coast, but you don't think of him as as some diva the way it went down. You think of him like it went down respectfully. They pushed him out. That's they, that's the difference. They right? knew Andrew Luck's time was coming. They're like, all right, yep, let's do let's do away with him. But you're not going to remember him like that. Think of what a Packers fan feels like. Someone that. Let's not even say someone in the 50s. Someone said they say in their 30s or 40s that they're two big quarterbacks when they knew what football was and, and, they, and they loved it, didn't leave on good terms. They're going to remember Brett Favre. They're going to remember this era of Rodgers. And they're going to think, like, what is this? Why can't we just end things on a good note? Why? At first, I was not going to sing Team Rodgers, but I, I still had, like, I saw his view. But now it's, it's, it's getting petty. It's getting real petty now. But you got to think, like, if things don't end badly, they don't end. You know, we saw this with Tom Brady and Belichick. You know, that's what happens. They would be there forever if things were going well. But things are not going well. And it forces us to become, we're Twitter detectives now. You know, we have to go through and read all these cryptic tweets and try and see if we can figure out what the hell they're talking about. It's a new age, man. But what happens with Adams at this point? Because he's got that one year left. This is when they were trying to make the extension. If if Rogers was is if everything was normal, I guarantee you they make that deal. Rogers is talking to him, hey, we're gonna I'm gonna retire with you being you know, you're mm-hmm. you're gonna have this blah blah blah. Whatever the case is, that's not it. Where we are now is questions. Do you think he wants to be when Devontae Adams wants to be stuck there in the Jordan Love experiment and seeing where, where that goes with there's just so many questions that and dominoes that fall and all of a sudden if the talks fell off then there's something to that. All of a sudden, he's posting the exact same post, the exact same post they both posted. So they they were together on this. Yeah, Adams knows more than anybody else out there other than the few people that are really, really close to Aaron Rodgers. But I guarantee you, Adams knows something for them to do that. And then all of a sudden, now the talks are off. Look where we are! Like, look where we are! The the, the defending MVP, like the, the 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 reigning MVP, the the guy that we got. I mean. When when this life is over, a football for Aaron Rodgers, we have him almost on the Mount Rushmore, almost, you know, and some might have him there. That's how close he is up there. And now we're talking about it ending like this? To me, I love it as a Texans fan because it shows me even a franchise like the Packers can be a giant disaster just like the Texans are. They have screwed this up so bad. I'm like, thank you. Another team that's incompetent and doing a terrible job keeping their quarterback happy. Does this give a good light to the Texans at all in the way, hey, you know what? And it's hard to say to give anything in the front office, but you know what? We're not going to give the quarterback that much pool. Like, your quarterback's not going to make all the decisions. Same thing going on in Green Bay. Like, hey, we understand this is Rodgers. But you're not going to make all the decisions around. You're not going to get mad because we cut a, a wide receiver and all of a sudden we have to make plans for the future. Maybe we shouldn't have drafted Love right away. I know that's a spit in the face. But you know what? We like that kid. We're going to take our chance. Deal with it. You're still getting paid. Now, okay, what's changed? Now we found out that they did make him an offer to make him the highest paid guy, and he would have retired a Green Bay Packer. So it's not even about the money. You know what? That sounds eerily familiar to when the Rockets offered Harden $50 million a year to stay, and Harden still said, I'm good. You know, he turned that down, and turned it Rogers down. doing something very similar. On an extension, on a historic extension that Harden turned down to an historic contract already. Just think about that. History on top of history. Yep. And he said no. And that's why I say when, when this situation, if, if and I don't put it past uh, the Texans front office to say, you know what, we don't even want to deal with this. Just get two first rounds and just doing it now, thinking 
no, this is a generational talent. He's going to put us in a bad spot. This is business, baby. We're going to put you in a bad spot. Yep, but it's a different NFL now, right? Ever since Tom Brady did what he did, all these quarterbacks, they want what Tom has. They want the power that Tom has. We've seen it with Russell Wilson. We've talked about it on this show a lot. Deshaun, Aaron Rodgers, all these guys are seeing what Tom Brady did and Hey, I want Antonio Brown. They go get Antonio Brown. Hey, I want Gronk. Okay, he'll come out of retirement, and then we'll trade for him. You know, you have to wonder if maybe Rodgers and Devontae Adams, what they want maybe what Gronk and Tom had. Maybe they can go play together somewhere else. Real quick before we go to break, I wanted to pay off on that Max Scherzer uh, tease. uh, We've heard some rumors that the Astros are interested in Max Scherzer. Now, what is interesting to me is that he was scratched the other day from his start with triceps discomfort. Hmm. So you have to wonder, and he said he doesn't expect to go on the IL. He, he thinks he'll be fine. But if you're a team like the Astros and you're interested in trading for him, him having throwing arm issues right now, that doesn't make you feel real good. You want to make sure that, that he's okay before you do anything. So it's something to keep an eye on. Max, if you're out there listening... We can get that. Uh, we can get that injury feeling better. We have the best massage tables in the nation. You're listening to Moneyline ESPN 97.5. Innovation Map is the new voice of innovation in Houston. Pretty cool, huh, Morty? Covering startups, tech, energy, health, social impact, and more. Visit innovationmap.com today. Do it now! Do it! Do it! Do it now! You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. You know what time it is. It's time to get the, the hippity, the hop, and that's how we get down on a Sunday morning. We're back in studio. That's Aaron Raybould behind the glass keeping uh, the tunes going, that's for sure, keeping us in line because we might get a little dirty. We might get a little out of line. Yeah, yeah, that was a little wrong, but, hey, that's what we got the drop button for. This is Josh Jordan, though. That's the king of the show because I got to throw him this. I got to figure out where we're going to go with a certain thing because the Texans, they made a move. And then whenever you look, I just – every time I see – a notification, and it says something about the Texans. I always think it's going to be about Watson, but then whenever they said that the, the Texans made a trade, and you just you open up that notification extremely fast, and you look at it, and they read Anthony Miller from the Bears. The mm-hmm. Bears. You start thinking, what does this mean to me? Like, what did they gain? So then you go look, and you say, first, let's think about why the Bears made that move. Because then you say, did they give rid of somebody they want? Well, no, he's on his last. A year of his rookie contract, that's usually the time that you keep him. So usually whenever you get somebody that's on their last year of their rookie contract, then what happens if they do good? Then someone's got to pay him. Yeah, and, and he's cheap right now. He's making less than $2 million a year for his cap hit. I'll take him. Yeah. But where does one Anthony Miller find a role in this offense, in this wide receiver group? Because as of right now, and this is going to sound long. This is what the wide receiver group looks like for the Houston Texans. Brandon Cooks, Randall Cobb, Nico Collins, Anthony Miller, Chris Conley, Kiki QT, Andre Roberts, Alex Erickson, 
uh, Isaiah Coulter, Dante Moncrief, Chris Moore, Taiwan Taylor. I mean, okay, and Anthony Miller somewhere in there. It sounds like I said Anthony Miller a few a few days ago. Yeah. So so, what makes Anthony Miller separate himself for this group? What makes Anthony Miller a better Chris Conley? Other than him taking, like, what are we doing here? What are, what is the direction of this? Other than just adding another guy to that to, to, to depth, you know, depth. We got that's what you use the, the, the terms they're going to use during training camp. We got great depth out here. We got a, a group of guys that are fighting, competing. Competing is what they're going to say. They're going to compete for the spot. Man, forget all that. I need some some direction. He's got something to play for, though. It's a contract year, you know, so he does have incentive to to do something because I mean, he's, he hasn't done much in his career. And from what Florio says right here, the, the bears have been looking to trade him. They finally <laughs> just got somebody to trade for him. That's not what you want to hear. But to me, you're like, where does he fit in? Well, I think Randall Cobb, Kiki QT, like you figure, you know, Cobb's he's older. So I think he's going to end up getting hurt or he's just not that good anymore. And Kiki QT, he's been up and down in and out of Bill O'Brien's doghouse in the past. He's had injury issues. He's just a, another option in, in case those guys get hurt or, or don't play well. He's somebody that that's in the mix that they'll consider. At least he's 26 years old. At least they're getting some guys that aren't in their thirties to be their receivers. But I mean, he's going to compete. All these guys are competing. Outside of Brandon Cooks, I don't think anything's a given. It's open game. Yeah, that's just a, a scary scenario, though. To to not know. I, I mean, I don't. I can't even clear. I see a clear two. Randall Cobb for sure is not someone. I'm thinking that that's a two. No, they're just stuck with his contract because of Bill O'Brien and Easterby. We'd like the Nico Collins draft pick somewhat. Like you, you see that there's something there. Yes. But he's a rookie, so what do you, you expect know, from yeah. him? Then all of a sudden you're like, all right, well, Chris Conley's had he's had his moments, maybe in the in the place that he was at, maybe he couldn't shine, maybe in this offense. But then all of a sudden you bring in someone that's exactly like him in in an Anthony Miller, and and I say not ex- because Anthony Miller, I think it stretch it more a little bit, but. Isn't that a same? And then you got Kiki Cutie at this point. Like, I'm done with that relationship. Like, you've cheated on me too much. Yeah. You've cheated on me way too many times. I, I've, I've taken you back. You come around every time to, to, to take my, my income tax refund. Get my hopes up. Get my hopes up. And then you leave me. And that's what Kiki does. I'm done with Kiki. That's what you get for dating people named Kiki. Yeah. You know, they sound a little, yeah. <laughs> a little flighty. Th- this is on me. <laughs> then you got Dante Moncrief. Like, what? He he just got hurt right now listening to the show. He just pulled over and said, damn. I think he's been on every NFL roster at this point. <laughs> well, we just pulled it up. I was like, how many teams has Moncrief played on? It, uh, since 2018, he's been in for, from 14 to 17 was a coach. That, he, you, could, you could say he called that home for the first time in his life. He hasn't been able to call anything home since. Since 2018, he's been on six different teams in, in three years. Six teams. He's a vagabond. He just kind of floats around. And- He's breaking leases. <laughs> yeah. Like when he goes to, he, he has to call the lease agent and they're like, I thought you signed a two year. Like, what do you want me to do? They just cut me four months later. He's lost so many deposits on, on apartments. <laughs> yeah. He's like, can I get that deposit back? <laughs> like, brother, you've been here three months. Like, we still, no, we keep that deposit. Yeah. And now, You're breaking the lease. And now, out of all teams that he's found a home at, well, welcome to the Texans. C- come on in. Yeah. No, this is ridiculous. Uh, the, I and mean, I guess keep adding players at this point. But I saw some people say, 
You're telling me that this roster, Texans backer, this roster is not better than it was at the end of last season minus uh, J.J. Watt. Let's say if uh, the Watson news, let's say if he was to play, you're saying, they're saying if you put Watson into this with those weapons, that offensive line's going to get better. Now you have Phillip Lindsay back there, Odas, uh, Ingram, whatever the case. I don't think, I mean, why would anybody buck their chest about saying that this team's better with, you ever you ever walked in a room full of girls that none of them are eights or sixes, some, a bunch of threes and twos? If you put all those threes together and you take them to the front, that doesn't make an eight or a nine. No. You still got a bunch of threes. You know, you're still going home with a three, brother. Same thing here. You got a bunch of fours and fives. Maybe one of them does good in training camp, and you're like, man, this girl, that booty is a six. That's a risk, and that's what you got here. None of these people are trustworthy. This is just a mess. It is. But nobody expects much from this team this year. I I haven't been real excited with what Casario did with the roster. You know, like I know that the back end of the roster is better than it was. You know, the offensive line, I think, is going to be a little yeah. better. So I, I like that. The running back group, I mean, you got four guys. Like, who's going to even play? You know what? I would consider doing is getting the Rams on the phone. See if, if see if they want Philip Lindsay. You know what I mean? Because they lost Cam Akers to an Achilles. You know, you've got a million running. Remember, they have Burkhead. <laughs> they have a bunch of running backs on this roster. You're not going to need all those guys. Maybe the Rams would be interested in Lindsay. Like I said, you can't make those twos into a nines. But if you start combining them in trade material, hey, I'll trade you these. This, this, yeah. you know. Jermaine talked about it on Sports Map this week. He's like, the Texans should be hitting up the Rams and seeing if they want a running back. Package, yeah. trade package. But then you ask yourself, is there really even a market for that? those running backs? John, <laughs> David Johnson? Ugh. Uh, Philip Lindsay? I guess maybe, but we still have to see him prove himself as, as a back that can carry a load because he's always had it kind of split. Ingram, I mean, he, he was healthy scratched at one point. His biggest carry of the year last season was against the with the Texans. I mean, we remember the ninja kick to to the to the Texans logo that hurt your heart so much. That's all he did. That's who you have. It'd be different if you have guys that 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 are, that are prospects that people might you know. And Lindsey might be, but I'm not even sure because whenever the Texans got him, I was like, man, I didn't even know he was available like that. Yeah. Like. Like, I didn't even know he was a commodity. Like, I didn't know nobody really, there was a market for him, I guess. You'll take him over David Johnson. You're not just really hype. Lindsey, yeah, yeah, I'm getting him. Like, it just doesn't stick out. No. I mean, he wasn't a guy that was a, I don't even think he was drafted, right? So he's not a guy that was a prospect that people were really excited about. But he proved he could be a good running back with Denver. He, he had some very good games. I like his chances of doing something better than any of the other Texans running backs. Shout out again to everyone hanging out on Twitch. If you're not, twitch.tv backslash ESPN 97.5. Come hang out on the commercials because we're going to get crazy. Moneyline ESPN 97.5. ESPN. 97.5.